This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is the Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Joining us now is the U.S. Representative for California's 50th Congressional District. Please join me in welcoming Congressman Daryl Issa to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers show. Well, let me just tell you a little bit about uh, Congressman Issa. He is a veteran congressman. Uh, he's one of the brightest people in Congress as far as I'm concerned. Um, he has been very consistent uh, with his campaign promises to restore independence of the Justice Department. And for years, he has been on committees where he has proven that time and time again. Uh, what, what I'd like to talk to the congressman about today, everyone, is what seems to be going on in Congress, specifically as it relates to uh, Hunter Biden and a whistleblower's attorney who has come forward and indicated that he has information, uh, not just what he is saying, but that he has documents and emails that will prove that the Hunter Biden investigation that was in a grand jury from July, I believe, of 2018, and the grand jury has completed its work, but in information that the case wasn't handled properly uh, and that uh, he is looking for whistleblower status before he comes out and says what it is he knows. Congressman, welcome. Talk to us about that situation. Well, it's an unusual one, uh, Judge. As you know, the workings of, uh, uh, of grand juries are supposed to be secret, but most importantly, uh, they're supposed to there's a requirement that you as the prosecutor go in there and give a fair amount of of information. In other words, you give both sides at least reasonably in order to get an indictment. Um, as you know, you can indict a bologna sandwich if you give the right information to a uh, uh, grand jury. You can also acquit if you give deliberately the wrong information, even if it's true. Mm -hmm. That's what we're concerned about is, was there interference at the highest levels, perhaps even the attorney general, with the process of what the grand jury got? Well, and, and the, 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 it seems to be that Mark Little, or Lytle, who is the whistleblower's attorney, has come forward and he says, look, my client, who is a high-ranking IRS uh, or I should say a high-ranking FBI official, uh, it doesn't care about politics one way or the other. He just says that this case was treated differently. And the fact that we haven't heard one way or the other more than five years later on situations that it is obvious there are problems. I mean, Hunter Biden didn't pay his taxes uh, until well after they were due of $2 million. I know of people who paid far less than that and were indicted when they did pay their taxes. And, you know, this whistleblower knows he's going to be attacked, and so he's afraid of coming forward. Who makes the decision as to whether or not the whistleblower is protected? 
It's a complex problem. As you know, the all the power to indict or to mistreat uh federal workers or anyone belongs with the president of the United States and his derivative powers through the attorney general. And when I say that, I say it quite seriously. Congress has an ability to essentially petition for whistleblower status, and we have a history of getting it. We have a history of protecting them. But we have to get it from, in this case, potentially the same organization that may have, in fact, uh, cross the line in interfering with uh, a legitimate and very sensitive investigation, one that involves real criminal behavior. You know, you don't owe almost $2 million to the IRS based on things you didn't declare uh, and not have crossed the line. Yes. Well, I think it's pretty clear about that. But also, Congressman Darrell Issa, uh, we also have a uh, a scenario where uh there is uh, uh, an issue before the judiciary committee that you're sitting on right now where um there is an indication that the 51 intel agents and i know this is old news and sometimes people are just tired of it but the 51 intel agents are saying that it was anthony uh not they're not saying it but mike morell a former cia chief is saying that it was anthony blinken who was the one who started the request to get all these 51 intel agents to uh, falsely discredit a New York Post story regarding Hunter Biden's laptop as supposed Russian information. Now, you and I both know from the from the stats, Congressman, I said that this could have changed very well the presidential election based on people who were polled who said, look, I might have changed my vote had I known about that. Well, I don't think there's any question at all. If, if people knew the truth of what uh, was in the Hunter Biden laptop and that it was true, uh, it would have dramatically changed their view of the now president of the United States from, you know, Uncle Joe to a silent partner in criminal behavior and, and, and making money by dealing with some of the worst nations on Earth, uh, you know, including Russia and China. Uh, but the interesting thing is Tony Blinken is today a cabinet officer but he's historically been a staff person and an operative so it doesn't surprise me that they would use him to cobble together first some democrat uh intel people and then some people who quite frankly i think just signed on because other people had signed on Congressman, I say it's very disconcerting to think that former CIA officials and we're talking about uh, former CIA directors who are willing to put their name to something. And if you give them the benefit of the doubt, as you do or you may, where uh, the other guy signed it, maybe I'll sign it. But they had to know that this was a tight election. They knew uh that the uh new york post story and they were you know in a position where if they if published anything incorrect they could be sued i mean i i i think it's just political horrorism w-h-o-r-e i guess to the extent that they signed this to get their guy in and when a former cia deputy director mike morell swears under oath that that's what happened I mean, you can't help but think that this is just theater for these politicians, and they seem to be getting away with it. Well, there's no question at all that, one, they got away with it uh, until or unless we can hold some of them accountable. Uh, and it's one of the reasons that the committee subpoenaed a number of the 51, uh, because, you know, we're going we're gonna to do what you would do when you were a prosecutor before you were a judge. And that is, we're going to give each of them a pass 
if they want to give us the truth in a meaningful way now uh, about what happened. Uh, But not all 51 can be let off. We're going to have to make it clear uh, that the people who masterminded this, the people who brought this uh, false statement and then uh, cobbled together a very impressive list of people Mm -hmm. uh, in order to change the outcome of an election are held accountable. And as to date, nobody has been held accountable. Yeah. And, you know, the the overarching issue, of course, is preventing American citizens from making a fully informed decision during the 2020 presidential election. Now I'm going to move on to something that uh, is is in the news, and that is uh, Jim Jordan, Congressman Jim Jordan, uh, his effort to try to bring uh, Mark Pomerantz, a, a former assistant United States attorney who came out of uh, uh, retirement to go into the Manhattan DA's office to assist in the prosecution of Donald Trump and then quits when they don't indict Donald Trump, writes a book. And Jim Jordan is trying to subpoena him. A federal judge wrote a very well-written, as, uh, uh, as you say, 35-page opinion. Opinion. I heard you on this. And uh, now the Circuit Court of Appeals has come in and said, you know, let's hold this until we get the three judge panel. So for my viewers, what's happening now is Congress is making a, an argument that you are have a right to hear from the prosecutor. Why, Congressman Issa? Well, you absolutely do. Uh, as you may have heard, I, I side with the, uh, the Court of Appeals on the temporary stay, so does Chairman Jordan. And that is, we want to be fair. We want to make sure that the process goes forward. We have some time, but we don't have all the time in the world. So they'll put the panel together, they'll make the decision, and I believe they're going to look at that 35-page opinion that says, you can't write a book and go on TV telling all this and then claim that it's work product and somehow covered by the privilege. Uh, and it was scathing against the DA's attempt to, to in fact, cover up uh, what was, well, quite frankly, a man who wanted to prosecute, who came there to prosecute. Right. And it wasn't politically right uh, at the time uh, for the DA to do it. And then he later does it. Well, I'm sorry, but uh, he spoke. We want to know the details of this political hackett, hatchet job that mm-hmm. was underway well before it and now is underway again. Well, and the interesting thing is that the argument that, you know, you can't touch us because, you know, we're a local DA's office. So the truth is that Congress has this overarching reach where if you get federal money and you're a prosecutor, and I know that from when I was a prosecutor, you're accountable or answerable to a congressional oversight. Is that correct? Absolutely. Uh, That happens to be one of the items. But there's another item here, which is we have a a district attorney who engaged people to try to figure out how to prosecute uh, a former president, uh, waited until there was a actual candidate for presidency and is now currently prosecuting the former president. I'm not as interested in the prosecuting of the former president, even though I said it so many times. I'm interested in the idea that you're prosecuting a candidate for president, actually the candidate who is leading in the polls. Uh, That is something we can't tolerate. So there are a myriad of reasons for doing it. Uh, and, And, you know, Jim Jordan and I came out of oversight. Oversight was formed Quite frankly, when Abraham Lincoln saw 
theft during the Civil War. And he he went and he created the ability for Congress to expand substantially what it was doing and where it was looking, including people selling, you know, horse meat to the uh, to the union. Uh, So we have a long history of going where we need to go. But in the case of election interference or possible election interference, it's going on today. You'd better believe there are more than just a few reasons that we've got to get to the bottom of this district attorney's activities, especially when we have, quite frankly, an open book that tells us this was political in nature before it ever happened. Well, yeah, and the, and the truth is that that Pomerantz, uh, you, you know, the former assistant U.S. attorney, had quite a reputation himself. Uh, and and to come out of retirement just to go after uh, Donald Trump is Janine, uh, you're being you're being you're being kind. He was a hatchet <laughs> job guy. He was a guy that was political from day one. And we're just fortunate that he was so angry that he couldn't do a hatchet job sooner that he wrote a book. Yep. Yep. Well, you know what, Congressman, uh, you you said it well. I mean, the the truth is that there is an agenda on the left and uh, the American system of justice too. the ordinary American seems to be uh, lopsided. You know, when someone owes two million dollars in taxes and uh, and a grand jury has already made a decision. But now we've got an attorney general who says I'm not involved. But a whistleblower says, if you let me come out as a whistleblower and protect me, I can tell you that he's lying. Lying, and that's the Attorney General of the United States. We've got a President of the United States who said, "I don't know anything about my son's business activities." I mean, you know, for him to say that, but for Joe Biden to say he didn't know that, why would he lie? That isn't that consciousness of guilt. All you have to say is, "Yeah, my son does stuff all over the world." Nobody would give it a second thought. But the lies are an indication of consciousness of guilt. Oh, absolutely. But let's let's understand as much as, as likable as people found Joe Biden for decades, he has a long history of his brother and now his children profiting off of Uncle Joe and the work he does. Uh, he, you know, he was always known as the Amtrak congressman because he rode back and forth on the train and claimed to be a common man. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what he's amassed in the way of personal fortune and others around him have uh says something very different. And, you know, look, I, I don't know. I've, I've, I've been on Air Force One and Air Force Two a few times. I've got to tell you, I can't imagine that you wouldn't talk about why you put your own son from Beijing back to the United States on Air Force Two. It just seems like you'd at least say, hey, son, what were you doing and how did it go in Beijing and when you give him a ride home? Yeah, well, not only that, but, you know, uh, I think Joe Biden, uh, there's a few photos of him with some of these people from the Communist Chinese Party uh, or the energy company, I should say, that is in control of uh, that is being controlled by the CCP. But, you know, now it appears that the CCB, CCP is buying a lot of property. And my last question to you, people in America they, you know, they're very uncomfortable. The ordinary American is a very uncomfortable with China and, you know, the spy craft and Joe Biden getting millions. And now it's not just three family members. It's six family members. It's almost like a trust fund coming in from, uh, you know, communist Chinese party connected companies. This is scary stuff. It's extremely scary. And, it, and it's scary, particularly at a time when there's a systematic 
uh, rape, raking of our uh, our data and our information, including all of our personal information. This is and the Judge Janine Show. I have talked a little bit about AI, and, and it's very hard to explain to people. It's not hard for people to understand that a generation ago, there was a, uh, a contest between a top chess player and a computer called Watson. And yep. the first time, the first time, the man won, not the machine. That's not true anymore. The speed and accuracy and ability to learn of computers and then to take advantage of, to manipulate data, to manipulate what we see and believe uh, is real and it's going on today. Even the ability to manipulate yours or my voice in a meaningful, real way, all of that is what China is mining and learning and doing. And if we do not create a different China and a different relationship with China, one in which you don't get to bribe the president of the United States directly or indirectly, if we don't change that, our union has real threats to its future. Well, I don't think there's any question about that, uh, Congressman Darrell Issa, and that maybe, uh, you know, the issue of AI and, and what it's how it's going to change uh, all of us. It's a global issue. And the, the frightening part of AI is that already it's being used as a as a weapon to create uh, voices and images uh, by criminals who simply want to uh, con you and get money out of you. It's a, that's a much longer discussion. But Congressman Darrell Issa from, from California, I thank you so much for joining us on the Tunnel to Towers show. I, uh, I wish you well in your judiciary hearings, and thank you for joining us this morning. Thanks for standing for freedom for so many years, Judge. Thank you. All right. Up next here on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show, I will gavel out with my closing argument. It's all coming up here on the Red Apple Audio Network. Judge Janine. 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 